When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Palazzo Podcast. Mike, VA, ready for this, Britain? Two up, two down for Virginia. Oop, I got it backwards. Uh, there you go. VA right there. I think you just offended a whole lot of University of Texas fans. <laughs> but I, I'm not a, I could be wrong. Hopefully, they're not watching. But uh, right. I could. Uh, uh, that's Welcome right. everybody! Thanks for, for thanks for joining us today. No, Michael, today is just gonna be meeting me and Britain. But um, thank you guys for showing up and uh, and and joining us today. Got Britton Allen here. Britton, what's up, man? How's everything going? How's the week going? Man, it's going great. Uh, thank you, Mike V. I give you all the credit in the world. While Michael Govier is off in Dubai on his yearly vacation, going to visiting all the kings and the sultans out there in the desert or whatever he does. I actually have no idea what's going on. But anyway, <laughs> but you have like a captain of the ship have taken the the big wheel, you know, back the back in the pirate ship days, they had that big wheel and that's you with your eye patch and a parrot <laughs> and you're taking our ship uh hopefully to some type of beautiful Caribbean island baby. So uh, I'm all aboard. Yeah, we were uh, we were talking about it before the show. This kind of feels like, uh, you know, like when mom and dad uh, leave uh, for the weekend and you have the house to yourself and, um, you know, you got some 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 freedom. That's kind of what it feels like without Michael here. Right. I know how that is. You, you, I don't know what you did in high school when that happened. But what I did, <laughs> I would go to my friend that had an older brother and say, say, hey, get your older brother's ID because we need to go buy a keg and bring it to my house. <laughs> and invite, you know, uh, everyone we know to come over and have a good old fashioned keg party uh, with the parents out of town. I mean, the parents go out of town and you just got to get wild because when they come back in town, uh, you know, all the uh, well, not, Michael Govia is a lot of fun, but we have to be on our best behavior, you know, no cussing, no, uh, no drinking, none of that stuff. So he keeps us on our toes. But 
Mike V is a horse of a different color. He's ready to let the good times roll. Yes, sir. Let's go. Um, so real quick, wanted to just go over some stuff in terms of some business time. Uh, Britton, where can people find you? What do you got going on? Uh, what should people know? Uh, thank you, Mike. Uh, please follow me on Twitter. It's just my name, B-R-I-T-T-O-N-A-L-L-A-N. I have a podcast that comes out hopefully on Sundays. Sometimes it comes out on Mondays due to various and sundry things, but uh, it's called It's Gone. It's a fantasy baseball podcast where I talk about waiver wire pickups and fab and some news and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes it's just me. And if it's just me, it goes pretty quick. It's like 12 minutes. And I talk about players I want to pick up like this. This past one, I talked about Derek Hall, my man, the first baseman from the from the Phillies that called up kind of under the radar. But now he's a lefty power bat that's going to play in Philadelphia during the hot summer days and hit balls out of, uh, uh, I think it's called Citizens Bank. Not 100% sure, but you know, the home <laughs> field in Philadelphia. So Delphi. I just talk about fun stuff like that. It's called It's Gone. It's on uh, presented by Sports Ethos. Shout out Joe Rico and all those good folks. So if you can, please check it out. And um, otherwise, I'm hanging out with the Plaza guys every Thursday. And I absolutely love it. Yeah, great. Absolutely. Um for Michael, if you guys aren't already doing that, make sure you guys follow him, MJ Govier on Twitter. Um, also, we have the uh, Plaza Podcast Discord. If you guys aren't in there right now, highly recommend that you do that. Tons of different channels in there that you can help you out and win your fantasy baseball leagues. Uh, we talk about everything from prospects to waiver pickups to fab, uh, the whole nine yards, um, stuff that you're not going to find on Twitter. Make sure you guys join the Discord. It's free. Um, it's a lot of great minded people in there as well. They can help you out. Um, really good community. So join us there um, and be sure to follow the Palazzo Pat podcast on Twitter, but also on um, YouTube as well. So um, can I say one thing know. real quick? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, yep. Mike, but no. I, I enjoy that. I'm not a huge uh, tech technology person. I really enjoy the discord, but I have a little bone to pick because last time I was in the Discord. There was some salty language about me and my good name, <laughs> my reputation. Please, was please elaborate. Thrown under the bus and ridiculed and mocked and all these things. And I sat there with tears running down my eyes, <laughs> not believing what I was reading uh, because. Everyone uh, disagreed with my uh, Rushmore versus Royal Tenenbaums <laughs> take. Apparently, I, there was, uh, I, I, I won't do anything else, but apparently one of the most unpopular hot takes uh, in recent Palazzo history. So I got raked I, over the I got raked over the coals in Discord. I loved every second of it. So that was fun. But yeah, Discord is cool. You go there and you talk to other people and you make fun of me and my hot takes. But uh, that's that's all good. It's all a good fun. <laughs> Jhook seven hundred three says, "No, no, Britain. We were actually mocking Britain, not Britain." It, well, it's it's easily to get them confused because <laughs> they sound the same, obviously, but they're not spelled the same. But uh, yeah, I, I get that a lot. So you know, I asked my mom once. And this is this is a true story, Mike. I hate to get derailed so quickly. That's okay. But I asked my mom once. I said, you know what is my first name? Is that a family name? And this was, you know, like not too long ago. 
And I, cause I never asked growing up, I just, you know, didn't care. But now I'm like, you know, cause they had that ancestry.com and all that stuff. Yep. And I was like, yep. Hey, uh, you know, what was, was Britain like a, you know, where'd that come from? And she, my mom goes, <laughs> she goes, well, I was pregnant with you and I was reading a magazine and I saw the name and I liked it. And I was like, that's it. I was like, you got to just no cool story. I I was like, what, what magazine? She's like, Oh, I don't remember. I was like, well, what was the story about? She goes, Oh, I don't know. I'm like, mom, you you, got to make something up better than that. Like, lie to me, mom, for God's sake. (laughs) That's the least interesting, you know, where'd you get your name from uh, story ever? But yeah, so there you go. Brit now. There you go. Well, cool. Well, happy to have you here. Um, Real quick, also for for those of you guys who don't know, um, grooving with Govier every Tuesday. Make sure you guys check that out as well. Um, and again, we are in the quest to a thousand um, subscribers on YouTube. So if you're not doing so already, anybody who knew that's here, make sure you guys uh, are following us there as well and subscribe, uh, so you never miss a great podcast uh, between myself, Britton, Michael, uh, and the rest of the Palazzo crew. So. Um, so we don't have the soundboard. I will notice, and I will say that. Uh, so we don't have any of the cool uh, music or any of the cool um, uh, sound effects that go along with today's show. So we're going to do our best. Um, but let's dive into leading off. Um, hey, Mike, real and, quick. If you yeah. want to give me like a visual cue, I will do the impersonation of everyone's most favorite, you know, drop the Utah Give me two you chili too. dogs and no one will know the difference. <laughs> It'll be just like they're hearing the, the wonderful Gary Busey. So. Meatballs, meatball, meatball subs. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I meant. Meatball subs, yeah. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, starting off, um, I, I want to bring this, for, this first part up. Colton Kowser was recalled yesterday to join my team, the O's. Um, number 14 overall prospect in all of baseball. I was really, really happy to see him get the call. It's actually really funny because we were, um, I was talking about it on Twitter with a couple of folks. I'm like, ah, he was scratched. Like, was it his quad? Um, I follow a couple of other, like, you know, uh, Baltimore um, beat writers and stuff. And, you know, maybe they're thinking it's a quad issue. Maybe they're thinking that he's just getting a day of rest. And all of a sudden it breaks. Colton Kowser is on his way up. And I just started going nuts. So, um, He's one of my favorite O's prospects. I would say he's probably number two if we're talking about just prospects. Number one, which Michael and I talked about a couple of weeks ago, was is Kobe Mayo. Um, I'm really, really excited for him to come up. But um, wanted to get your thoughts. How aggressive are you with acquiring Colton Kowser, who did go one for three last night with an RBI? I love Colton Kowser. He checks all the boxes. He skyrocketed. Uh, up through the minors, you know, I think he was the fifth overall pick in his draft. Yep. Yep. He's got that advanced approach that scouts love. Um, you know, he, he doesn't swing at garbage. He is a great, great hitter. And that's why he's been promoted. So, so hot, so fast through the organizations because they were trying to give him a challenge, you know? So they called him up. Now the, the only question would be playing time, right? Because you've got Austin Hayes, Mm-hmm. Cedric Mullins isn't going anywhere. Nope. And then uh, I guess they're they're now DHing Santander, but Santander's healthy. He's playing. Yep. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, Aaron Hicks was having a good run there for a while, but 
Aaron Hicks isn't standing in Colton Cowser's way. Aaron Hicks is on a one one year deal situation. So yeah. So Aaron Hicks is going to go to the bench. I think Colton Cowser is going to play every day, either center field or left field. He is a talented uh, defender, and you know what we always say: managers love that s. So I think he's <laughs> going to be in the lineup every day. I love Colton Cowser. He is a rookie, and rookies are rookies, but he is talented. He has um, got that NASCAR name thing going, you know, with the two C's. You got to love right. some alliteration just sets you up in life for success. <laughs> Colton Kowser, goodness yep. gracious. So, yeah, he's he's a good hitter. He's already displayed it. Like, literally, he's played, what, one game? He took yep. a walk. He scored on that walk. And I, his first hit was was an RBI. Look for an RBI, too, as I recall. But um, Yeah, it was. And it actually got the uh, scoring started. So um, And the O's ended up winning that game. So And then right after him, Jordan Westberg, uh, I believe it was a two RBI triple uh, that put them up. So um, I was really happy to see him come up um, real quick. I know some of you guys are, are – um, uh, we've talked about it enough on Twitter in terms of his minor league stats, but before getting the call, he was hitting 330 with 10 home runs, uh, 40 RBIs, a 459 OBP, and a 996 OP- OPS. So, um, back to your point about you know the playing time aspect of it, I agree with you. I don't think Aaron Hicks or Ryan McKenna or any of those guys are going to be standing in his way. I don't think he's going to be playing you know on a seven game schedule. Maybe he sits one or two of those games. It's worth noting that Aaron Hicks did get scratched today, so I'm not really sure what's going on. I didn't see anything about that, but I got to believe that um, I got to believe that they're going to let him uh, uh, play play pretty regularly uh, along with uh, Jordan Westberg and um, uh, some of the other young guys on that team. So um, I'm really excited for him. But how aggressive would you be in, in in getting him? I know I got a lot of questions on Twitter in terms of should I drop so and so for for Kowser? Um are you going to be putting in any bids for him? Uh, definitely. I'll be putting bids for him. Um, but I, I don't think it's a break your bank situation. This isn't Ellie De La Cruz or anything Agreed. like that. Like, I don't think he's going to help you all that much in the stolen base situation. So it's, but it is one of those things where he is really talented and he can make a difference to your team. And I love the Orioles um, that they, they called it uh, Westberg. I think they're talented. They're in contention. So it was kind of one of those deals where they, you know, they need some excitement. So they're going to call up Colton Kowser and he's a good hitter. He's going to hit, you know, home runs, but I, you know, I, I would put, I don't know, like five, 6% of your fab budget. I would get them and just see what happens depending on your outfield situation. But yeah, it's kind of like, remember Nolan Jones for the Colorado? Uh, yep. Yeah, when he got called up and he has power and he started out, started out hot. I think it's one of, it's kind of, and I'm not saying he's Nolan Jones or not yeah. or better than Nolan Jones, but you know what I mean? It's kind of one of those deals where go ahead and grab him and see what happens. He he is a first round fifth overall pick. I mean, yeah. this this could work out where he just goes on a tear and, you know, helps you in batting average home runs, RBIs and runs like he did last night. Well, not home runs, yeah. but you know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. Go, go, go grab Colton Kowser, uh everywhere you can for the Baltimore Orioles. 
Yeah, and totally agree with that take too. Um, you know, I, I mentioned this on on Twitter, and really with every prospect, not name Ellie De La Cruz um, with prospects, and when you're picking them up, it's important to note too. These guys are lottery tickets, right? They're not, um, you know, surefire guys. Like I said, outside of Ellie, um, you can probably get one of those guys that comes up a year, and those guys are generational talents. Last year it was Julio Rodriguez who started the year with Seattle, but. Um, and then, you know, obviously Ellie this year, who's hit the ground running. So I don't think we're talking, I'm not saying Kowser's in that same bucket or category with Ellie, but I, I do think he needs to be rostered in some, on somebody's team. I just don't imagine where there's too many leagues, unless you play in a really, really shallow format where you're not picking him up. Um, cause that's what you're buying. You're buying a lottery ticket. We've, we've talked about enough, you know, last week with, or maybe a couple weeks ago, Matt Mervis obviously struggled. Mm -hmm. Um, he got sent back down, um, you know, Matt McLean's kind of been in between, like he's been playing pretty well since he's gotten called up. So um, I expect Colton Cowser to play every day. I'm really excited for him. I agree with the, the take on maybe five, six percent of your fab. I may be a little bit higher, maybe seven, eight. But, um, you know, I'm really high on him. I think he's going to be a staple in the O's lineup and a part of a very, very exciting um, team in Baltimore for years to come. So and, and I think that's a great point, too. I'll just real quick reinforce <clears throat> yeah. that saying, like, remember when Trey Turner got called up? He went on a tear. Remember when Reese Hoskins got called up? He was hitting home runs like nuts. Uh, Gary Sanchez, same thing. Like, And Colton Kowser as a top, literally the fifth pick overall, He's he has that potential. So yeah. why not get him, see what happens? And if he goes on like one of these super runs, you know, boom, uh, there you go. It, you know, it's not going to cost you to break the bank. Of course, the words uh, the words out on Colin Kowser. I mean, so you know, if you didn't get him fab run and you're in a 12 team league, and maybe people are snoozing because of July 4th, you know, because everybody was out <laughs> on the pond drinking that delicious natural light, you know, mm. drink, drinking <laughs> drinking drinking all the natural lights and lighting fireworks, and they forgot forgot about fantasy baseball. So maybe in a 10 or 12 team league, you'll get Colin Kowser. So. Yeah. Chad says Mount Castle, Mount Castle is playing in triple A right now, but coming back from vertigo. Yeah. I think he slots back in at first base. I don't think, uh, or I know Ryan O'Hearn is playing well, but I do expect him to come back down to earth here. Uh, relatively short. Somebody was bringing up on, uh, uh, Twitter as well. Did, did Ryan Mount Castle lose his job to Ryan O'Hearn? Uh, the answer to that is no. <laughs> so, uh, you do not need to worry about that. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy for Ryan O'Hearn and how he's, how he's been playing, but, uh, that's Mount Castle's uh, job. So, um, and they'll DH uh, Santander. So, um, all right. So uh, moving on, um, let's see. Um, real quick, um, are we throwing a few bucks on Colos? Oscar Colos from the White Sox. That's a great question. Yeah, I love Oscar Colos for the Chicago White Sox. He was, you know, when he made the team uh, from spring training and because he played so well in spring training and he played very well in AAA last year and he's, He's an advanced player because he spent many years in, in, in Cuba and, yep. you know, independent leagues and stuff like that. So he's not like a 22, 23-year-old kid that played a Vanderbilt or something like that. Like he, he's kind of a, like an advanced, you know, prospect player. So, yeah, I think Oster Kolos because do you remember the vibe on him, you oh, know, yeah. preseason? I mean, mm -hmm. he, he uh, other than like a, another player we're talking about, Grayson Rodriguez, I mean, he, he was the the player the prospect to get was Oscar oh, yeah. Colos. Yep. So yeah, absolutely. It's it's just like Mike was saying a few minutes a few minutes ago. Keep punching your tickets because one of these days you're hitting that jumbo bucks 
you know, you're making everybody in the line behind you mad because <laughs> they're holding up the line because you're scratching your tickets right there in front of the cashier and you get a bunch of nothing. But eventually somebody wins the jumbo bucks. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Good call on Colas. I, I agree with you too. I'm, I'm, you know, if you miss out on Kowser, well, let me ask you that real quick, Britton. Kowser or Colas, if you had to pick between the two. Colton Kowser, and I don't think twice about it. Yeah, agreed. Um, Chad says um, if uh, oh, but O'Hearn can take uh, Kowser's job. I don't think that's true either. Uh, respectfully disagree with you there, Chad. Um, I'm not saying that O'Hearn is bad, uh, but uh, they're not calling up Colton Kowser to sit on the bench. Uh, he's the number 14 overall prospect in all of baseball for a reason. Um, I think they're going to they're going to get his bat in the lineup. Um, not saying that O'Hearn's not going to play, but I do think at some point uh, he comes coming he comes back down to earth. I uh, hope I'm wrong on that, uh, and then he continues to. Uh, find a spot in this lineup or at least play on a part-time role, but um, we'll, uh, we'll definitely find out. Um, it's good. It's a good problem to have for the O's right now. And for a team that has been struggling uh, recently on a, on a skid, um, I think Kowser is going to be able to, to help them out. So. Yeah. They're not going right. to mess around with Kowser. He's going to play every day and they're yeah. going to let him, let him run. Yeah. I would assume so. Um, all right. Moving on. Uh, next, next thing here. Uh, Mike Trout. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen the Ronald Acuna uh, video uh, from Michael when he tore his ACL um, and he was, it was just literally a video of him screaming uh, and, and agony when Acuna got hurt is one of my favorite videos that he's posted. Um, that's how I felt when Mike Trout swung a bat and broke his hamate bone. Um, and he's going to be out anywhere between four and eight weeks. He did have surgery tomorrow, uh, yesterday. Um, so they expect him to be out um, uh, at least a month, if not longer, uh, and it's absolutely brutal uh, for the Angels in their season. So um, I wanted to get your take on on this one too, uh, Britton. And a, a question that got brought up was, now that Mike Trout is injured, what do you do with Shohei Otani? Are you looking to move him now? Or, or do you keep him and try to get a bat to replace Trout in the interim? Uh, those are great questions. Um, if you have Otani, the only thing you do is you say thank you every day before you go to bed and Hell say, yeah. thank, thank you for having, <laughs> I'm so thankful for having Otani who's leading the AL in home runs, uh, you know, on, on my team. So yep. you leave, you leave Otani alone 100%. And, um, you know, I guess the only thing to do is look at Joe Adele. That's, I, that's what I'm thinking about. Um, yeah. Taylor Ward's not doing great. Uh, uh, you take a look at Mickey Moniak, and I haven't done a deep dive on any of those guys. And I've got Mike Trout and a few things, but it, who does that open up playing time for? Who's, who's going to yeah. play center field? And Mickey Moniak is a lefty, so are they going to platoon him with Joe Adele? I don't know. Are we all done with Joe Adele? I'm not. I don't think so. He's a young guy. What? Oh, are you done? <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm done. It's just we've seen this so many times before. I I really do root for the guy. He's you know what is he the number one overall prospect at one point for the Angels, and he's just yeah. always. He just seems like a quad A player to me. He doesn't seem he's like in between triple A and the majors, but he has he has hit uh, in the two games uh, that he's been up. I know he pinch hit two nights ago uh, and he had an RBI triple and then I think he had an RBI double yesterday. So I'm rooting for him. But um, I, I, I would I would rank the three that we've talked about thus far. Kowser, Colas and then um, Joe Adele. So, yeah, I agree. I, I think what, what you do is you go try to pick up Colton Kowser. Uh, if you if you've lost Mike Trout, you try to go pick up Colton Cows, you try to go pick up Oscar Colas, and then you take a look at, you know, whether or not you prefer Mickey Moniak or or Joe Adele. 
Agreed. Yeah, and I think those guys are probably going to platoon at some point. I mean, I think they'll find ways to get both their bats in there, but there's some other guys they're going to have to find at bats for Renfro, Taylor Ward, um, you know, those guys. So, yeah. um, I'm in, in real life though for the Angels, would you be would the, are the would the Angels be smart to move Otani and capitalize while he's his value is never going to be higher and try to trade him now um, and try to acquire some some mega huge prospects, um, noting that um, you know the Angels. Obviously, have of you know, uh, I would say decrease their playoff chances with losing a player like uh, Trout. I know some of you guys in the comments are saying that Trout is already on a down year. He's still an impact player. He's a guy that's still going to hit th- you know thirty plus if he stays healthy. So, um, uh, I would definitely say that this hurts the Angels. But, Britton, if you're the GM of the Angels right now, what are you doing with Shohei? I um, I'm calling Shohei's family and agent every day and telling them how much I love them and how much it would mean to everyone involved anywhere in, in Anaheim uh, for Shohei to stay. I, I can't think of a scenario, unless they literally lose 30 games in a row, which they're not going to do, but I right. can't think of any scenario where you, where you trade Otani. And yeah, I get it. Everybody's saying, well, he's going to the Dodgers. So, you know, what's the point if you're out of contention? And I'm like, have you seen the Cincinnati Reds? They were out of contention, went on an 11 game winning streak, and now they're the division leaders. Like, oh, yeah. When you have a superstar like Otani, it ain't over till it's over. The Washington Nationals won a World Series a few years ago, and they had no business getting, even getting into the playoffs. So, great call. You can't, yeah, you you can't make that decision until you literally go on a 30 game losing streak. And, you know, there's fires in the streets, and yep. there's somebody sets their couch on fire and throws it off a bridge because they're so mad. Then you trade them because it's all effed anyway. But <laughs> it, but it, but that's not going to happen. So no, you you hang on to them. You hope somehow they make the playoffs. Reed Detmers wins the rest of his starts. Patrick Sandoval figures something out, and then they sneak into the playoffs. And you know something magical happens like the Padres made the playoffs last year and went to the World Series nobody saw that coming so yep you, you just never know like don't I don't think they're going to give up on Otani or their season or anything like that because like you said like Mike Trout uh he's the face of the team he's a great player but he, I mean his numbers weren't like all that different than Hunter Renfro's you know it's it, it's it stinks but you know yeah. they they still got Otani Exactly. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I'm hoping that he stays with the uh, the Angels, but I, I just see there's there's a world where I see him and uh, almost certainty that he's going to wind up a Dodger somehow, and they're just going to throw money at him. But um, I just thought it was an interesting question and something that I, I pondered on and being like, hmm, if you could get you know a team like the Dodgers, who's really good at developing prospects, especially pitching prospects, which the Dodgers do not have. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Angels do not have in their in their system. If you get, you know, maybe like a return with like Sheehan and Bobby Miller and some of these other guys when you're getting out, you know, trading Otani. I just thought it was an interesting take and something that was on Twitter. I was like, yeah, that's a good, it's a good question. I totally agree. You're right. He's going to the Dodgers. And then every time he plays the Angels in interleague play or, or whatever, you know, it's it's gonna be great. He's gonna be in LA and they're gonna rename Dodgers what whatever their stadium is, the Shohei Otani. Uh, place of business is the, the official license name and he's going to be in LA and he's going to make 600 million dollars a year oh yeah uh, and that's the I, I it's I can see the future like it's already happened like shout out looper you know I can see yeah. it like the, he's not going to the Yankees he's not going to 
you know, I don't Chicago. He's he's going to L.A. I think I saw he wants to stay on the West Coast, so I think he'll stay with you know, um, <laughs> uh, whoever's running the Palazzo Podcast Fantasy Sports. Wink, wink. Uh, is uh, <laughs> saying Otani's going to Seattle or San Francisco? I think he's going to stay on the West Coast. I, I agree with that. I do think it's almost in my. I would bet really, really good money that he's going to be a Dodger, but um, we shall see. Mm-hmm. Um, that I also want to note too the blatant disrespect that Mike Trout is getting in the in the in the chat. Is unreal. We're talking. We're getting comparisons to Joey Gallo in here. I mean, Joey wow. Gallo and Mike Trout are not the not the same. Joey Gallo just sucks overall. He's not. Uh, so he could have a million million things wrong with him or nothing wrong with him, and he'd still be the exact same player. So um, I, I expect Mike Trout to bounce back. Um, I don't think he's the player that he once was, but I do think him. I do think he bounces back and helps this team uh, make a playoff push. So, um, all right. Moving on, um, real quick with 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 Mike Trout, I have him in a couple of leagues. I'm bummed. He's one of my favorite players, um, but um, we uh, the times uh, we must move on, right? There's a uh, you got you got to adapt. Adapt. That's what fantasy sports is about. Some guys, you know, you end up losing for a couple time, a couple months, weeks, whatever it may be. You got to pivot, adjust, search the wire. Season's not over. So buy, buy those lottery tickets, like you were saying. Keep buying them because one week you've got. Mike Trout and, you know, all these great hitters the next week, two injuries, three injuries. And you're like, oh, my God, where's Matt Veerling? You know, (laughs) you got to do what you got to (laughs) do. Right, exactly. So, all right, moving on. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez, I know we touched on him just real briefly. Um, Another one of my O's. It's it's crazy. Now that I'm running the show, we've already talked about two Orioles. This is is, uh, not a coincidence, I swear. Weird. Um, Uh, latest latest minor league game which i believe was on july 4th um went six innings uh three hits zero earned ones er earned runs zero walks 12 k's 56 percent whiff rate and then a um 49 csw um which is a call strike plus whiff percentage um since being sent down to the minors he has a 1.84 era with 51 k's and six starts um I know that he did not have a great start to his or his uh, time with Baltimore this year, um, but Grayson Rodriguez, I believe the last time I checked his roster percentage in Yahoo leagues at least was around the 30s or 40s. Um, would you be looking to add uh, Grayson Rodriguez, and do you think this is his last start within AAA? Do we see him after the All-Star break? Uh, all great questions. Uh, I, I personally don't stash rookie pitchers, so I, I, that's just my philosophy. I don't. Yep. For instance, if Dean Kramer is on the waiver wire, I'll go grab him. I mean, mm-hmm. and no one's going to argue like Dean's uh, talent level versus Grayson Rodriguez stuff level and yep. all that kind of stuff. But it, rookie pitchers just scare me. Like, uh, you know, like Brian Wu, he's looking good, but he's going to be shut down in the second yep. half of the season. They've yep. literally, the, the, the management has come out and said, this is happening you know, Bobby Miller's been getting lit up. Uh, Sheehan, like, it's just a fact of uh, of being a major league pitcher when you're a rookie. Right. So, no, I don't stash even the ultra-talented. The, he was, like, the number one pitching prospect yep. in all of baseball preseason. I just uh, – I don't, I don't I don't stash rookie, r- rookie pitchers just because major league hitters are too good, you know. It's yeah. like uh, – it's like um, Bull Durham, you know. When Crash yep. is talking to Nuke and he's like, uh, you're going to get lit up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. You know, it's one of the, like, yep. Grayson got lit up too. 
Mm-hmm. So long term, yeah, he's a total stud. But and then you look at the the old the Baltimore Orioles lineup, like they're going to ride Kyle Gibson till he literally can't walk out of the dugout. You know, the wheels fall off. It's, it's, they're paying him ten million dollars, which isn't a big deal, but it's a one year deal. They are going to ride him because there is no tomorrow for him in Baltimore. You know, so they're just yeah. going to let him eat those innings. But he's 35, and you've also got Cole Irvin and some uh, – Tyler Wells is doing really well, actually. But, you know, somebody's going to get hurt, and that's when he's going to get called up. But for now, they're just going to let him let him do his thing in AAA, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you know, especially with how good he's been, I mean, I assume he's made the adjustments that the Orioles have, have, uh, have given him. Um, I just don't see a scenario where you got let guys like Cole Irvin continue to pitch – every fifth day for Baltimore when you have a guy like Grayson Rodriguez who's shown a vast improvement within AAA. So, and noting too, that there's also been, you know, some rumors going around floating that Baltimore is going to be a buyer at the deadline, looking to add some starting pitching. Um, I know Shane Beaver has been out there as a possible candidate for the Orioles, um, even though he just got rocked not too long ago, but noting that he was facing Atlanta. Um, I personally expect Grayson to be up uh, shortly after the all-star break. I think he made his last, uh, uh, minor league start. Um, so me personally, if he's available in your, in your leagues, I'd be looking to stash him. Um, you got nothing to, nothing to lose. Like I said, it's a lottery ticket. He may very well could be one of those guys that comes up and just gets rocked again, but he very well could be on the other flip side of that being, uh, translate some of that pr- production that he's gotten from triple a, uh, over to the majors. Uh, and the Orioles are going to need him to make a playoff push. So, um, It'll be interesting to see, like I said, obviously no analyst, nobody's going to be able to tell you exactly when he's going to be up. I'm just giving you my guess. I think we see him after the All-Star break and Cole and the expense of Cole Irvin. I think they may maybe move him to long relief role or just DFA him. So, although I think they're paying him a lot of money, so I actually don't think that's a that's a route, but yeah, and they may just need a boost, you know, like a jolt of energy like Exactly. They, they, they you know, that it's a long season. It's a lot of games. These are you know, human beings that are tired and, you know, uh, in, injecting a little bit of energy may be that thing that pushes you towards that final wild card spot for, for yeah. Baltimore. And then you don't know what happens. So, yeah, I right. think, I think you, you, you make a lot of good points. Yeah. Uh, Chad says, this is not the same Grayson. I agree with you, Chad. Hopefully uh, he can translate some of that uh, production over from AAA over to, um, over to the majors. All right. Enough about Orioles uh, prospects. I promise we won't talk about uh, talk about them for the rest of the show. Maybe. <laughs> uh, real quick, I also want to note uh, before we dive into the return of the Mac uh, segment here, uh, Jose Altuve was placed on the 10-day D- uh, IL today with an oblique discomfort. It actually makes sense for them because um, and it's retroactive back to the third. He's going to be able to come back um, th- when he's first eligible th- their very first game after the All-Star break, but um he did get some good news on the MRI. He wasn't overly concerned about it. So for those of you guys have Jose Altuve, um, maybe Mauricio Dubon is still a- available in your league. Might be a good good replacement for him. Um, but also just wanted to make sure that we talked about that. But real quick, I'm going to uh, dive through some of the return of the Mac injuries. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know what the return of the Mac segment is, we talk about uh, some guys who are on the mend who could be coming back soon um, and who may be available on your waiver wires. Uh, the first one here, while not injured, um, is Alec Manoa, um, and I know Britton, you were uh, you were you were all in on on getting him on the cheap, and you made a really really good point on getting him cheap now as opposed to or, or last week as opposed to now because he's going to be more expensive um, 
noting that he had a pretty decent start in double a and he gets the tigers tomorrow. So, um, I know the answer to this question. I know you have some interest in him, uh, but would you be starting him? And do you think that the Blue Jays brought him back too fast? Uh, I would definitely not start him. Uh, I would pick him up 100%, run everywhere you can, and pick up Alec Manoa, who finished third in Cy Young uh, award voting last year because he was so good. Go pick Alec Manoa up before this start, because if he goes out there and goes seven innings in K's 12, and looks like his, you know, like his former self of last year. He's a young guy. He's still got it. Like this is just a rough patch. I, I honestly believe yeah. that. And if it's not, you know, you, you drop him. Uh, but you you got it. Like like we. I guess we keep buying this. Like you got to keep buying these tickets because it's the difference between. Because if you don't buy it and you just roll with what you got, that's fine. I guess. But. Yeah somebody's going to get him. And if he pops, he's going to pop on somebody else's team. So make him pop on your team, go grab him. And, uh, you know, I've got him in an auto new league and I didn't, you know, rage drop him or anything. Cause that's a, a keeper league essentially yeah. with, uh, with values. So, but I kept him and I'm going to see how it goes and, you know, just ride this out. Cause he's, he, he's too, he's too young not to turn this around in my opinion. Yeah, totally agree. And like you said, he's a he's a lottery ticket. I think a lot of times a lot of managers are very um, aggressive with adding players like prospects, like guys who are coming back from the IL or somebody like Alec Manoa. Um, and there, on the flip side of that, there's people who are not as aggressive. And I think mm -hmm. that's where it ends up hurting you in fantasy, especially in fantasy baseball, because if one of these guys hits, they could be potentially league winners, right? We were drafting, you know, Alec Manoa as a top, you know, what, 10, 15 pitcher uh, to start the season. So um, he even got some Cy Young votes. So um, he's worth a shot. In my, in my opinion, I agree with you. I'm not starting him on his first start back. I know it's the Tigers, but the, the Tigers are sneaky good. Uh, Michael, if you're watching, uh, <laughs> there, we'll real, talk about another real, real sneaky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so sneaky, just... you almost don't notice how good they are. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm not starting him, but I am adding him uh, where he's available. Um, let me ask you this question, Britton. Grayson, let's just let's just play the, the, the game of Grayson Rodriguez gets, you know, uh, the call shortly after the All-Star break. Priority-wise, Grayson Rodriguez, Alec Manoa. Oh, that's a great question. I would go Alec Manoa because Alec Manoa has done it. Uh, Grayson hasn't. Grayson yep. can do it. He's got the skills. He's got the stuff, but he hasn't done it yet. So I'll take the guy that's done it. There you go. All right, moving on. Um, we talked about uh, some some of these guys in the uh, last segment or last show that we did. Trevor Story um, closing in on a rehab assignment. Um, Alex Cora is very uh, happy with his progress. Um they're talking targeting an early August return, but I'm reading the tea leaves here, uh, especially with the coach speak. Um, he could be back as early as late July DHing. I don't know if he'll start right away at shortstop, um, but they have plans for him to be the starting shortstop for for this team. Um, so uh, any interest? I know Michael wasn't necessarily high on him, but any interest on Trevor's story if he's available? Red alert! Red alert! Commercials incoming. Please be prepared to ignore them. These people are not your friends. These messages are intended to make you feel bad or that something is missing from your life. Red alert. Commercials incoming. Prepare to enable the use of your 15-second skip-ahead button. 
You are in terrible peril. Red alert. Red alert. Commercials incoming. In three, two, one. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, 0.0. Since he got (laughs) traded to Boston, he hasn't been good. I think he had like one week where he hit a couple home runs and that's about it. Now, like post-injury, um, you know, no, I, I, I don't, I don't have any interest in Trevor story this year. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think that I do either. Um, you know, at the same time too, you know, I, I do think in real life, he probably helps this team defensively. They haven't have had, haven't had really great production at the shortstop position. I know Kike Hernandez was playing there for a little bit. Um, and I think they could use him there. Um, uh, but is that uh, in not terms the of strangest brand, like signing, from a big market team, they're like, "Oh, we gotta go get Kiki Hernandez." Like, really? <laughs> that, that, I think that, that was on your wish list. Kiki had Hernandez. The... Like, don't get me wrong; he's a a good major league player, but not not for like you know starting for the Boston Red Sox. I I don't know that. I don't. Sorry, Kiki, that was a shot from nowhere. But I'm like, I was like, he's, that's the guy. Yeah, he's not an he's not a major league shortstop, so I think they want him to to play shortstop and not right away. But I do think that they'll they'll try to get his bat in the lineup. I I agree with you. I don't think we're um, seeing the old Trevor Story, the Coors Field Trevor Story. So, um, but um, maybe in some deeper leagues, uh, if if you if you need help at second base, I think he's still second base eligible from last year. But second base shortstop shortstop eligibility, if you need him, uh, he's a guy who might be available. So. Um, Real quick, we talked about it already. Mount Castle's on a rehab assignment. TBD under his return date. Um, Riley Green uh, is going to be back on Saturday. I know he had a lot of solid production uh, before he got hurt. So uh, any interest in Riley Green, Britton? Yeah, I do like Riley Green. You know, he was having a kind of a bounce back season before he got hurt. He was he was playing well, uh, of course, you know, these injuries, I think, are starting to add catch up with them a little bit. Like, you know, he had a foot injury and all these kind of things, but he's young enough. So I definitely like the idea of a Riley Green stash because uh, he showed before he got injured, he, he showed a lot of talent. So, yep. 
and the Detroit Tigers are going to play him. He's the, he's the, he's the future, you know, him yep. and uh, Torkelson. So, yeah, I like Riley Green a lot. Yeah, totally agree. Um, I love him um, uh, moving forward. He was showing his start, finally starting to show his potential power speed combination. So um, I'm excited for him uh, if he's available, especially with the going into the season, how shallow outfield was, um, especially in some of your deeper outfield leagues. If you uh, have him available in your leagues, I'd be looking to acquire him. Um, again, punch your ticket. Hopefully he can keep that uh, production going. <laughs> Donovan says, uh, quick question for you both. Did you guys both just get back from the July 4th white party? <laughs> Is that why he's wearing white shirts? It was just a coincidence type thing for me. But Well, not only that, but I'm, I'm in a room where I, you can tell like <laughs> – I have the, the, sun, the, the window, yeah. like literally the sun is beating in my face. So <laughs> at, at some point, if you start talking, I may literally have to get up and go off camera and go put that down. So my eyeballs don't get burned out of my face. You know, I'm like, yeah. I didn't think this through properly. Apparently we care so. about, we care about your health, Britain. If you need to go do that, go do that, man. We can, uh, uh, we can wait for you to get back. All right. If maybe we could get you on a rant, you know, uh, about some AL East, uh, you know, anti. Yeah, uh, I'll go over these. I'll go over what, these too quick. To you do guys. you want to talk about the royal tenon bombs uh, real quick? Because <laughs> if you do, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna just go ahead and walk out and take. I was gonna say, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go do that? I'll talk about these other guys, two guys, real quick. Uh, Michael Kopech uh, is expected to return after the break. I know if you guys just saw, he recently got put on the IL. That's a smart move for the White Sox, um, being is that they don't need him uh, until after the All-Star break. I, I I think that's retroactive as well, and he'll be able to be first uh, eligible to return uh, shortly after. So um, I wouldn't worry too much there. I'd be look. I'd still be holding Michael Kopech, even though he hasn't um, uh, helped us much in terms of the ratios are concerned, but he's helping out in the K department for sure. Um, and then the last one here, and I saved this one for last, Carlos Rodon makes his uh, season debut um, tomorrow. So um, I don't know how long they'll let him pitch uh, in terms of his pitch count. And I know they're going to try to do whatever they can to keep the guy healthy. Um, uh, he's uh, somebody that I stayed away from in all drafts uh, going into the season. Um, so if you have Carlos Rodon, temper expectations, I doubt he throws a whole lot of pitches in his first game back. They kind of get a you know get his feet wet, kind of put him out there and see how he does, uh, but then go from there. But um, Britain, any shares of Carlos Rodon in any of your leagues? No, I I kind of feel like the injury. You know, he signed the big contract, and then the injury occurred. I just think this is a lost year for Carlos Rodon. I really yeah. do. They yeah. they pushed him to the limit, um, and he became a free agent, and he got his big contract. So, you know, I hate to say it, but I, this, this isn't the year for Carlos Rodon. Yeah, and I and I, I agree with that take, too. Like I said, I don't know how many innings they're going to let him throw. And this might be a lost season for the Yankees with Judge as well, um, which is another brutal, brutal loss for them. Uh, his toe is just still not right, um, and I don't know when he's going to be back. Um, it's been very kind of gloomy in New York in terms of, you know, and very hush-hush uh, in terms of his return. So I'm concerned uh, if I have Aaron Judge uh, right now. Um so I don't know if they're going to, with that being said, if they're not in contention, I don't know, I don't know if they're going to push Rodon to pitch a whole lot of innings this year and hopefully have him back healthy for next year. Other than Anthony Volpe, who I think is, is really like the spark plug, the excitement for the Yankees, Giancarlo Stanton's having a down year, Aaron Judge is hurt. Yep. Like they're starting Isaiah Kiner Falafel. <laughs> That's not his name. You know, uh, IKF. They're starting yeah. him like in the outfield, just 
things aren't going right in New York. Louis Severino. Oh no, man, that ain't, that's not working. So nope. yeah. It's but just, your boy Domingo Herman did pitch a per- perfect game this that's season. That's right. Good job. That's ex- <laughs> you're exactly right. Mike. Uh, good job, Domingo. You have, you have etched your name in major league baseball history. They could never take that away from you. Well, there they can <laughs> yeah, if, if you go to prison, but anyway, hopefully that right. won't happen. <laughs> right. All right. Good deal. Well, that wraps up the uh, I'm sure we're missing a couple guys in, on the return of the Mac stuff. But um, let's dive into the main course. The, the point of today's show, 44 minutes in, in is we're going to go over our first half fantasy awards. So we are interested in hearing from you guys, too. So when I when I call these out, I want to hear from you guys. Who is your uh, X, Y and Z award winner for fantasy purposes? Um, so if you uh, have somebody you wanted to mention, somebody outside of what Britton and I um uh, say, uh, put it in the comment section. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. And if you have questions too, always available, no matter what we're talking about, if you guys have roster decisions, questions, try to save some time at the end and go through those. But, um, let's dive into the first one here, Britton. I'll start with you. Who is your fantasy MVP for the AL and the NL not named Shohei Otani and Ronald Acuna Jr. My, uh, AL MVP is Adolis Garcia outfielder for the Texas Rangers. Love that. I love Adelise Garcia, and I'm just going to do a quick little history, Mike. I'll, I'll promise I'll make this quick. This is sure. this is what one of the reasons why I love baseball is for stories like this. So Garcia defected from Cuba in 2016. In 2017, he got a non-roster invite for spring training with the St. Louis Cardinals. They signed him. They liked what they saw, so they signed him to a minor league contract. He played in double-A and triple-A. In 2018, he started in beautiful Memphis, Tennessee. Shout out Memphis, dry rub, <laughs> love, love uh, the ribs there. Uh, for um, uh, is it the Redbirds? I believe it's the Red Memphis Redbirds. Okay, mm-hmm. so 2018, he had 22 home runs. He got called up to the big leagues, and he played in 21 big league games in 2018. And what did they do after 2018? They DFA'd him. He got DFA'd. Luckily, he passed through waivers. And then the cards traded him to the Texas Rangers for cash considerations only. Literally, you can't trade a player for less than that. Like, it, they yeah. won't allow it. Cash considerations, it could have been a dollar for all I know. I, I don't know. But they <laughs> just, traded. Yeah. Yeah. Just throw us a couple bucks. Like, have. literally $1. <laughs> Here, you take his minor league contract. Right. But, right. So, anyway, so... They DFA'd him in 2019, traded him to the Rangers in 2022. Now, that's only three years ago, Mike. In 2020, he recorded six at-bats for the Texas Rangers. Six at-bats that whole year. And in 2021, what did the Rangers do? They DFA'd him. In 2021, they DFA'd him because they signed, remember, Mike Walton Awitz, the old Atlanta pitcher. Oh my gosh. They yeah, had to ma- the past. You remember that? They yeah. had to make room on the roster. And you know who got Oof. the cut? Adelise Garcia got the cut. He went unclaimed in waivers, so he came back. The disrespect t- for this man. Dude, you've been DFA'd twice. Like they Oof. told some manager called you in and said, Hey, if you pass waivers, you got to go back to the AAA and you know have fun on that bus or whatever they do at AAA. So, <laughs> all right. So anyway, I, I'm trying to wrap this up. I'm sorry. I'm taking no, no, so no. long. But I, great I love it. great so context. 
And so somebody t- I was high on going into the year too, because if you remember correctly, I don't know if you listen to anybody else's podcast. There's a lot of people who were who were down on Adelise Garcia uh, going into the season, mm-hmm. uh, and I was all over him. I don't, I didn't, I didn't get any shares of him, um, unfortunately. But he was a target of mine on draft day. I just got sniped too many times on him. Him and Randy Rosarena. Um, I wanted both those guys on my team, but I love that call, Adelise Garcia. I think he's been an absolute stud for this Rangers team and a vital piece for their success going forward. Yeah, in in 2022, he hit 27 home runs, stole 25 bases. Now this year, 2023, 22 home runs, 71 RBI, Mike. That's a a 140-plus pace if you're into that math thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Eddie's got six stolen bases, so he's going to have double-digit stolen bases, 40-plus home runs, on pace in 140 RBI on one of the best offenses in baseball. Congratulations, Adolis Garcia. It wasn't easy defecting from Cuba. It wasn't easy getting DFA'd twice, but look at you now. You're you're an all-star in the American League and in Major League Baseball. And it's worth noting, too, I mean, his ADP was number 56 overall. He actually went number 73 in ESPN, but uh, or I'm sorry, in Yahoo Leagues. Um, I don't know where he went in some of the uh, main events uh, or um, any of those leagues, but it's worth noting, too, that, um, you know, again, um, he's going to be somebody we're probably moving up next year on draft days um, for next year. But love that call um, and definitely somebody who's going to be winning some people some leagues. So um, I'll make mine quick. My love letter guy, if you guys saw that uh, last week, um, if you didn't, make sure you check that out. Really entertaining show. Uh, my MVP, no, de- no doubt about it, for the NL um, is um, Corbin Carroll. Um, I know, Brent, you went AL, but I'm going to go NL here. Uh, Corbin Carroll, I don't need to reel off the stats. You guys know how good this guy is. Uh, we all, we're all talking about him in the, in, in the uh, beginning of the season. I think he was in, an ADP of the fourth or the fifth round. Uh, I reached up to grab him in one of my leagues uh, one round early because I knew he wasn't going to make it back, and I'm really, really happy I did that. Um, somebody we're going to be drafting in the top 12 picks um, next year, and I'm really, really happy uh, that I have him in my uh, home league uh, because he's been kicking ass. So moving on, Britton, who is your NL MVP? One of my favorite players in the league is Ozzy Albies. He had a bad love year that. last year due to injuries. God, I love Ozzy Albies. His personality and everything about him is like a bright, shining beacon of light. You know, yep. he's just an outgoing, friendly, great person, great teammate. So I'm so happy he's batting second in the lineup to a team, the Atlanta Braves. That is, I would argue, probably the best team, uh, not only in the NL, but uh, in Major League Baseball. He's got 22 yeah. home runs, 63 RBI. So that puts him second in the NL of all players in RBI plus six stolen bases. So he's going to get double digit steals and he's on a 40 home run pace. He's probably not going to hit 40 home runs, but yeah. if he's batting second every day with, with Acuna and Olsen and those guys, he's going to rack up runs. He's going to rack up RBIs. And uh, I, I also, you know, I just love him from a, from a personality standpoint too. I also love him and I'll make this quick. Did you know Ozzy Albies hails from the uh, Caribbean island known as Curacao? I did know. I did know that. And he speaks four languages fluently: English, Spanish, Dutch, and something called Papamento. Don't know what that is, but I'm just going to move right on. (laughs) Never heard of it. Yeah, (laughs) never heard of it. I'll have to Google that one later. But I wrote it down. So uh, Curacao is a small island. 
not far from Aruba, not far from the coast of Venezuela, there are three current players, MLB players that you've heard of, Mike. I promise you've heard of these players. Three players currently from Curacao. I'll give you a, I'll give you some hints if you need it. Do you happen to know who they are? Other than Alex. I, I don't. One plays for the Boston Red Sox, and he got uh, uh, selected as an all-star. This year? This year. Rafi Devers. Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen. Ah, I knew that. He's he's from Curacao. They're also a player from the Colorado Rockies. He plays every day in the outfield. <laughs> Colorado Rockies in the outfield. Colorado Rockies. Um, he plays now in the, for every the Rockies? Day, every day for the Rockies. Yurik's and Profar. That's 100% correct. Yeah. And last but not least... I bet Michael Govier knows this because this Curacaoian, Curacao, Cur, Cur, I don't know. <laughs> Curacaoian, let's roll with that. Right, right. <laughs> from, 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 a, a gentleman from Curacao plays for the Detroit Tigers. He's a veteran, but he plays every day. Veteran and plays every day. Well, we'll give uh, we'll give um, Michael a chance to uh, to respond here. Any guesses, Michael? I'll uh, go, Donovan. Ahead. Go, go ahead. It, it rhymes with uh, loop. No. Uh, mope. <laughs> Jonathan Scope. Jonathan Scope. That's exactly right. Other yeah. players of note from Curacao. Uh, Andrew Jones, the Atlanta Braves. I think the, the best defensive center fielder ever to play. And also Andrealton. Simmons was all is also I don't know if he's still in the league I don't think he is but uh so that's anyway so Ozzy Albies is was my pick yeah absolutely and I actually had him down too as well for my MV, NL, uh, MVP before then I saw Corbin Carroll's name and I'm like I can't I can't do that to my to my boy um yeah. love that call I have him in my home league I actually predicted one of my bold predictions that he'd be it's not really bold but um, I did have him as uh, my second base one. Uh, and I know a lot of people were not very uh, high on Alves because of the injury that happened last year, but I love him. I think it's a great call. My AL MVP is uh, Luis Robert right now. And I know that's uh, not recency bias, but um, uh, I, I, I think that uh, with his current production, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be somebody again, that is going to win some people, some leagues just because of where he was being drafted at. We all knew the potential, uh, but the dude has been absolutely on fire. Um, uh, and I think uh, that production is going to continue. Um, so he's been mine. He's hitting at the tune of, ready for this, 276, 60 runs scored, 25 home runs, 49 RBIs, and eight stolen bases. Um, so he's somebody I'm really high on. Uh, and I know that he's going to end up burning me when I draft him next year. Uh, he was on my do not draft list. Uh, I will wear that. Um, and again, I, I think he's somebody who's going to be end up winning some people some leagues if he can stay healthy. Uh, real quick, uh, Michael says, hey, Mike, wish Donovan well. He's a regular. He's sick. Uh, feel better, Donovan. Donovan, feel better. Um, I'm not, Don, uh, shout out to Donovan. Uh, hope you are on the men, my friend. And you are right. Matt Olson would have been a great uh, pick. I just went with agreed. Ozzie Albies just because just, just my own personal preference. But yeah. If you look at the statistics, Matt Olson was probably more deserving, frankly. But you know, yeah, I love Matt Olson too. That's a great pick. Uh, there's a lot of guys playing really well in the NL. It's worth noting that some of the best fantasy hitters this year are in the NL and not the AL. So, um, 
but it's also great to see him playing playing so well. I know that he probably had a lot of pressure to fill Freddie Freeman's shoes. Um, and uh, yeah, he's on pace to hit a lot of home runs this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe the 60 home runs may be a little bit of a stretch, but I definitely think he can get to 50. So, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, great call. Um, all right, moving on. Um, Donovan, like I said, feel better, man. Thanks for being here with us. Appreciate it. Um, the uh, AL and NL Cy Youngs. Uh, I'll start with my my AL Cy Young, and that's Kevin Gossman, um, who's been unreal. I believe he leads the league in strikeouts, if I'm not mistaken. He's 7-4 and four with a 304 ERA with 146 Ks. He's locked for 200-plus strikeouts this season um, with a 1.13 whip, and his ADP was a 58. Um, he's going to be a top top four, top three pitcher by year's end, um, I think at least. But um, somebody I'm really – at least for nothing else, he's going to give you great with K's um, and hopefully get you some wins here too when the Blue Jays start actually playing a little bit better. You know what this says to me, Mike? What, what, this, says, what this says to me with that pick is that you are a good person. That's what this says. Because <laughs> Why we that? all know Kevin Gosman played for the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles. And then he left. I swear this. He dumped. He dumped them like a girlfriend and ghosted. And she's texting you like, "What about what you said to me the other night?" You're like, "No, I'll ne- I'll see you never." And then so he's at the Toronto, <laughs> and he's having a great season. And yet he burned us. And yeah. yet you still pick him uh, for your uh, All Star uh, Player uh, first half. I'm impressed yeah. with you. Yeah, I, I don't get me wrong. I'm a little salty about that. He went on pitch for the Giants and the Braves, I believe, and then obviously the Blue Jays now. Uh, and he did nothing for us along with Dylan Bundy. Those are the two guys we did not want to trade when we were bad. Um, and he did not pitch well in Baltimore, noting that we did not. We were kind of more of a hitter's ballpark, uh, especially in uh, left field. Um, uh, so maybe that had something to do with it. But yeah. Um, I kind of turned the page on that. I wish nothing. He's, he's still a former O. He's still got a small place in my heart, even though he burned us. But who is your pick for AL Cy Young, Britain? Well, you, that you show a level of maturity that I have never achieved and will never achieve at my age. But <laughs> um, I've, I, I'll go ahead and do AL and NL real quick because yep. I know we're running on time. But yep. Framber Valdez is an ace. Like he should be drafted up with the, the like like Verlander got drafted ahead of him. Like, like he is a legitimate ace and he plays for obviously the Houston Astros. He has pitched 105 innings, 110 strikeouts. His ERA is two, four, nine. Can you imagine having a player on your team that's pitched 105 innings and you get a two, four, nine ERA to balance out all that Patrick Sandoval garbage that you did in round 30 (laughs) or whatever, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's awesome with a 105 whip too. By the way, I mean, talk about swinging your stats in the right direction. So, oh yeah, oh, but I my second, yeah, my second is another guy, uh, Mike, that I probably went undrafted. I uh, maybe not in like you know, um, uh, draft champions, you know, 50 rounds, but Bryce Elder for the aforementioned Atlanta Braves. Did you know that he leads? ERA and all qualified starting pictures. I did know that. A 2.45. He's like, hey, Framber, and I beat you by four one hundredths of a point. <laughs> Take that, buddy. No, he's he's his strikeouts aren't as high. Uh he's a uh, 102 innings pitch, 80 strikeouts. Um, so there's that. I get it. But still, 2.45 ERA and over a hundred innings pitch is is going to help 
help you in, you know, that category. And also the whip is 1.14, which is also helpful. So, and he's won seven games and he hasn't started all season. So congratulations if you picked up Bryce Elder in your league, because man, he has been great. And it's it's also worth noting too that he you know obviously pitches and getting for the Atlanta you know Atlanta Braves and he's got a great lineup hitting hitting with him so yeah that's uh, a good but point. the ERA the ERA has been immaculate uh, and uh, every time that I go to look at stats I do something on if you're not following me on Twitter MKB Fantasy uh, I do something at the beginning of every month I haven't done it yet for July but I always kind of recap the league leaders and it always befuddles me to see Bryce Elder. Uh, the the ERA, ERA king right now, but it's a it's a great call. Um, yeah, my, you know it's weird. It's like before the season, if you had said whose WAR is going to be, or you know, auction value is going to be worth more this year, Jacob Degrom or Bryce Elder, it's Bryce Elder. You know, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, that hurts my head thinking about that. <laughs> uh, my my NL uh, Cy Young, no no doubt. Um, and, and again, we're not going to spend too much time on this one. But Spencer Strider, another guy with the uh, Atlanta Braves, ten and two. Uh, ERA is probably a little bit left to be desired. He's got a three six six. I'd like to, you know, he's given up. He's had some pretty shaky starts, but the K's are still there with one hundred and fifty five one point one one WHIP. Um, I think we're going to be drafting him uh, again as one of the top three, top four pitchers in baseball next year. So, moving on real quick, because I know we're short short on time. I really, I w- really want to touch on these. Uh, we're going to skip the AL and a rookie of the year, not named Corbin Carroll. Um, but I want to go into this one before we before we head off here, Britton. Who is the biggest bust award? Who gets your bust award for the first half of the fantasy baseball season? Uh, you know, I think the the, the bust. It's kind of bittersweet, bittersweet because you know maybe bust isn't the right word, but I picked Manny Machado, and Ooh, I love Manny Michael's Machado. boy. I love Manny Machado. Another but- O. <laughs> I really like Manny Machado, but he's hit 12 home runs this year. So that's not a disaster. But, I, you know, yeah. if I'm looking for a bus, I'm talking about somebody that you had to spend, like your 15th round pick hitting a bus, like nobody cares. Uh, yeah. Now, your your first round, if you're in a D.C. with in the first round, it's 15 picks. Manny Machado's in that in that first round. So, you know, so I looked and I said, Manny Machado, man. Now he's batting 258, three stolen bases. You didn't really expect him to steal a whole lot, but 12 home runs. To put that in perspective, in all third basemen, he's 11th in home runs. Um, he makes $30 million a year. Here's some third basemen that have better numbers uh, than Manny Machado. Jake Berger, who is a, <laughs> is a, if you listen to the Palazzo podcast, you've heard the name Jake Berger and also discussions ancillary discussions on burgers as well as, as a result of that. But Isak, Paredes, and Patrick Wisdom, you are better off drafting one of those three players than your first-round pick, Manny Machado, as far as numbers go. So that's that's why I picked Manny Machado as, as, my, as my biggest bust. There you go. Yeah, he, he did not start off the season right, and obviously he got hurt. But Mike Curlin, if you guys aren't following him on Twitter, make sure you give him a follow as well. He tweeted this out earlier today with Manny Machado. Since returning from the IL on June 2nd, seven home runs um, with one stolen base over 136 plate appearances to go along with a 291, 331, and 496 triple slash. Um, and then um, he has a 125 win uh, WRC plus. So starting to turn things around a little bit. I know he had some games with like Colorado and all, all those uh, some of the, some easier matchups, but 
I don't think we're going to see the Manny Machado that you drafted him at uh, uh, this year, but I do think he's going to turn it around in the second half, especially everybody on the Padres. I, I always feel like they take turns with, uh, you know, who's clicking, right? right. So Manny Machado could be hitting, and then Juan, Juan Soto and uh, Fernando Tatis suck. Fernando Tatis does really well, and Manny Machado and Juan Soto suck. I feel like all of that's going to gel and click hopefully soon for them. There's somebody I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be – uh, really high on going into the second half um, with all of their hitters. So if you have an opportunity to buy maybe low on some of these guys, I don't think you're buying low on Tatis or Soto, but if somebody's getting impatient with uh, Manny Machado, it might be somebody to uh, take a look at. That's um, a great point. His, that is a yeah. great point, Mike. If somebody's frustrated with Manny Machado because of the first half, you know, he, he's going to get his numbers. Like, you know, when I called him a bust, I mean, he's had like, he, this is a prime opportunity like Alec Manoa, like, see if you can. Would you would you trade in a league a one for one yep. trade if you have Colton Cowser? Would you trade? Well, of course you trade Colton Cowser for for Manny Machado. But you know, yeah. if you had to give up something else like a, a pitcher or something like that, like I would go out and try to trade for Manny Machado. Uh, especially, oh, 100%. yeah, I do too. Yeah, this isn't going especially- to last. No, yeah, he's he's been one of the most consistent hitters in baseball for a while now. Um, granted, you know that he picked this season to be, um, you know, his down year. Um, but you know, noting that he's also somebody who hasn't been on the IL a whole lot in his, his career. I know earlier in his career he was, but um, you know, I I do think that again, the, this whole Padres team is going to turn around in for a monster second half. So um, I like to call mine. Um, and Sam brought this up. Uh, Sam, it's actually uh, crazy that you mentioned that because he is my pick for the 2023 first half bust. This guy was going 1-1 as an ADP uh, this year. Um, and Trey Turner, um, he, he has some shown some signs of maybe turning it around, especially in June. Uh, I know yesterday he had a home run, but um, he has just not been his his, his normal self um, uh, from even from last year. And maybe he's got the Nick Castellanos uh, uh situation going on where maybe he needs a season to kind of get acclimated to the fans of Philadelphia or something. But um, it always is going, this season is always going to stand out for me because I'm so salty because I remember sitting there in my draft thinking to myself, is it Turner? Is it Acuna? Is it Turner? Is it Acuna? I'm going back and forth and I selected Turner and I'm kicking myself in the ass for it because obviously Acuna is having a monster season um, and I wish I had taken him. So um uh, Turner is on my doo-doo list right now, and I'm hoping uh, that he turns it around. Corbin Carroll has saved my ass this season, so I'm happy that uh, he's kind of picked up the slack. But uh, Trey Turner's for me, and it's not close. Um, some of the other guys in here that uh, the chat has has mentioned, uh, Tim Anderson, agreed, oh, been yeah. awful this year. Um, Sandy Alcantara, also a bust. Donovan, yeah. another good call. Those are um, great calls. Yeah. Um, I'd be looking to buy, buy low on Sandy still if somebody's getting impatient. Um, I don't think we're going to see the, the Cy Young Sandy Alcantara from last year, but I do think he can be valuable in the second half. Might be something to take a um, to take a, uh, a shot on. Um, I'm not big on Tim Anderson. Um, I'm actually thinking maybe he gets traded at the deadline. I know there's been some rumors around that, but um, uh, but I, Britain, would you be fine with real quick? I know we're cutting short on time here. Would you be fine with cutting Tim Anderson because I've gotten a lot of questions uh, regarding him? A hundred percent. This is a you know, if you look at Tim Anderson's history, he's had like one healthy year and it was like 2019. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I think Tim Anderson is a good, valuable player. He's a veteran. He hit that walk off. Remember that field of dreams game. It was a couple mm-hmm. years ago against the Yankees. 
Yep. Super exciting. This just isn't the year. And I don't know what's going on personally. You know, you kind of yeah. hear rumors and or in, maybe he's hiding an injury, but th this isn't his year. So, yeah, redraft. Yeah, just cut him and, and see what's out there as far as, you know, middle. Certainly, if you've been playing fantasy baseball this year, certainly, you know, he's on your bench. Like, you haven't oh, been starting him. Like, you can't. No. You just can't. Yeah, he's, he's dead weight at this point. And I think if there's somebody who's, you know, uh, uh, shown some promise or, you know, again, somebody like a Jordan Westberg, I'd be fine with cutting for him. You know, Absolutely. somebody who has a little bit more potential, um, you know, any of those guys, um, I, I'm, I'm fine with cutting and moving on. But at the same time, too, I know that once you went for me, at least in my luck is once I cut him, he gets traded to somewhere like, you know, the Dodgers or Houston or somebody like that. And he just tears it up and has an MVP second half. So, yeah. Um, I don't um, think I don't, anybody's I don't, trading for him. No, I don't uh, think so either. So, uh, but it, it it sucks too because he is one of my favorite players, uh, at least for fantasy wise. But yeah, um, Britton, before we head off, anything that you want to uh, to mention real quick? Actually, let's do this real quick, really quickly. Who's your pick for uh, the home run derby champion? Oh man, that's a great question. I have not thought about that a second. You want me uh, to tell you who they are real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So the final list is out. So you have uh, Pete Alonso returning, going for his third. You have Luis Robert, Adley Rushman, uh, Julio Rod Rodriguez, Mookie Betts, Vladdy, your boy, Adelise Garcia, and Randy, <laughs> and Randy Rosarena. Man, that's exciting. I'm going to go with uh, my boy, Adelise Garcia. And ah, your, all right. Double who's your, down. Who's your pick? And then let me ask you a, a quick trivia question before yeah. we sign off. Who's no your problem. home run late home run derby pick? Home run, home run champ this year? Ah, man, that's good. You know what? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the polar bear, Pete Alonzo. I think this yeah. is gonna turn him. I think this is going for his third straight. I think this is gonna turn his season around. I know he's got like what 26 home runs going into the. In the I don't think he break, won it last year. I don't. Think he? He I, don't I don't think so. I, okay, but I agree. I, I really like Pete Olson too because he takes this. Pete Alonzo, you mean? Oh, Pete Alonzo. Excuse me. Yeah. He takes this real serious. You know, yes, he does. Like, he he's loves not, it, man. Everybody's like having fun and playing around, and he's he's sitting there with like his bat and a look of like zen on his face. You know, you know, like don't talk to the guy that's gone seven perfect innings. You know, like <laughs> no one will in. talk to. Yeah, he's real serious. But I, yeah. I'm going at Elise Garcia. But Pete Alonso is a great pick. So yeah, all right. The MLB draft is this weekend. I don't know if you're in the you know, the, the super young college and high school oh, prospects. Yeah. But so yep. LSU has two guys that yep. uh, a lot of experts say are going to go one or, or, or two. I think we'll go your one, pick? one and two. Yeah. Who's your pick to go number one? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Put you on the spot. That's that, tough. That wasn't in the show sheet. I got to I got to no. get some spontaneous reaction. I'm going to say the, the the outfielder Dylan uh, Dylan Cruz is Dylan, going to be my pick. Dylan Cruz is my pick yeah. too. When you look at like the analytics and stuff, it's it's off the charts. But right? it's, it's so it, it's so hard for me to, to 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 pick. I could really see either one of them going 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 one and two or going number one there. But I do I think I do think it's him. I just think his talents yeah talents too good. But a, a couple of weeks ago, I watched LSU beat my Tennessee Volunteers, eliminate oh, them yeah. from the College World Series. But that's okay. Um, Tennessee had no business being there anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Dylan Cruz is <laughs> is awesome, and I think the Pittsburgh Pirates have the number one overall pick. I could be wrong, but yeah, yeah. I always go with the hitter than 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 the pitcher on something like that. So, yeah, yeah. It, so it sounds like a good weekend. 
I love watching the, the, the draft. I know these are like college oh, kids yeah. and, and even yep. younger, but I don't know if you're into it, but I, I enjoy it. I so love that's it. something yeah. fun to look forward to. Absolutely. The, between the draft um, and the, and the, obviously the upcoming all-star break and all the festivities of the futures game, which I'm, I'm a huge oh, fan yeah. of um, and watching that one. So um, I'm really excited. Um, but um, Britain really enjoyed doing the show with you, man. This has been fun. Um, I'm really tip, looking forward tip of the to hat. Uh, Tip of the hat to you, Mike, for handling all the hosting duties. It's a lot hard. It's a lot harder than it looks, folks. But you pulled it off with style and grace, (laughs) and I I really appreciate you uh, taking the taking the the helm on that one. But uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, And I promise this was not an Orioles podcast. By I did not plan this. It just happened to be we're talking a lot about a lot of Mm -hmm. Orioles. But sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. With that said, thank you guys so much. We'll uh, we'll finish it off with uh, with with Russell. Crow. Thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Have a good weekend. All right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun. Quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.